Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hello, this is Tony Iommi, and you're listening to Talking Metal. The best hard rock, the best heavy metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. Coming from Bionic Studios today in Times Square, New York City. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. We just did something pretty amazing. We just spoke with Tony Iommi, and we're going to bring this amazing interview to you very soon. Yes, absolutely. The great Tony Iommi of Heaven and Hell and, of course, Black Sabbath is coming right up, so stay tuned for that. Okay, let's get into a letter. This is from Todd Cunningham. Hey, Todd, how are you? Mark, great job with the Queensryche interview. I, too, love Rage for Order. This afternoon, I went out and bought it. Who says podcasting doesn't sell records? Thank you, man. We appreciate it, and uh, I guess it was a great interview because Queensryche, the band, queensryche.com, posted it on their website, a link right over at the Talking Metal, and we've been getting hundreds, if not thousands, of hits through that link. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Queensryche is a great band. As as some of you guys may know, I saw them back in 82 at a place called the Stanley Theater. In Which Jeff Tate told you was 83. Actually. Yeah, 83. Yeah, right. Maybe. Yeah. I still, I'm not sure Who about knows? that. We got to go look that up. But uh, yeah, we had a, a great time when Mark and I both interviewed Jeff Tate. And then Mark had the great privilege to uh, talk to both Chris DeGarmo and Jeff Tate. So that was great. Yeah, so we're going to get into the Tony Iommi interview that just ended uh, seconds ago. We encourage you to check out Heaven and Hell online at heavenandhelllive.com. We'll link that through today's show notes. And also check out the new DVD and CD by Heaven and Hell. They play all that great classic Dio-era Black Sabbath stuff. Uh, as well as a, a couple of the new numbers on this CD and DVD collection. And check out the Meet the Mob section of the DVD. See what you see there. And uh, let's uh, maybe get into a little music and into a little interview. Sounds good. This is Heaven and Hell. Stay tuned for Tony Iommi. The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. It's Heaven and Hell.
the shows we've done so far, we have to prompt the audience to sing that particular part. And so I always make them sing it with us so we can actually hear it. Didn't need any prompting from you, there it was. But I'd still like to hear you have you sing it. Sing it for us, sing it with us. It's a great riff, it deserves it. Okay, here we go, guys. This is John from Talking Metal. I'm here with Mark, and on the line we have our very special guest, the legendary Tony Iommi from Heaven and Hell and Black Sabbath. Tony, how are you today? Fine, thanks. Mark and I saw you guys at Radio City Music Hall when you did the DVD, and let me just tell you that the show blew me away. It was amazing. Oh, great. Thanks very much. Has it been rewarding to get back out on the road with Ronnie James Dio? Oh, it's been marvelous. Absolutely fantastic. All the shows have been great, and... Um, I mean, the amount of uh, 
people out there that come to see the shows. It's it's amazing. I mean, we never, you never know if something like this is going to go. You know, when we first talked about it, we just thought we'd do just a handful of shows, to be honest. Um, and here we are now, out till the end of the year, doing the whole world. So it's uh, it's just phenomenal. It's just gone from strength to strength. And do you think there will be a future after this tour for Heaven and Hell, or was this? I know originally it sounded like it might just kind of be a one-tour thing. Well, that's sort of the plan. It was to to work till the end of the year. We haven't discussed anything else uh, any further than that, because there's other commitments as well. You know, everybody's got other things that have been committed to from before. So, um, but uh, it's been great fun and been great, really enjoyable doing it. You know, and it's great to be all back together playing again. Great. And I know that you're using Gibson guitars and Laney amps, and I was wondering, are you using any effects? <clears throat> I don't use that many effects, to be honest. I just, uh, um, on my pedal board only consists of a, a, about four effects, and uh, one of them's wah-wah, one of them's a chorus uh, and a, a delay, because um, I have to have a delay when we do Heaven and Hell and stuff like that. There's not much at all. I saw that you have a really beautiful SG Custom, a white one, and it had a tremolo on there, and I was uh, I was intrigued by that because it didn't look like the typical kind of uh, tremolo you see on other Gibsons. No, they uh, they put that on uh, specially for me because, and it was all a bit of a rush as well because I've already got a, a black Gibson with a with a, um, uh, a tremolo on, and I wanted them to make me a, a spare one. I said you better make one quick because we're going on tour and make me a spare one in case the other one goes down. And I've ended up using the. I've been using the white one a lot now. It's great. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to definitely check out the Epiphone Tony Iommi G400 as well, which has the uh, Iommi USA humbuckers in it and uh, comes in an ebony finish with the classic cross inlays. So we definitely recommend that Epiphone model. Yeah, I think for the price, they're really good, those. And uh, I've got some at home, and I you know, play them from time to time because I've got so many now. I don't, I don't even know which, which ones to play, but they are good, I think. Definitely. And one of the cool things is they make them in both right and left-handed models. So I think (laughs) that's cool. Absolutely. Now, Tony, you've done so much great music, of course, with Ronnie James Dio and Ozzy Osbourne, but there's just so much more of it that I think a lot of times gets overlooked. I wanted to ask you, would you ever consider doing a tour, maybe as a solo artist, where you go out and you play a lot of the non-Ozzy, non-Dio era Black Sabbath stuff? Well, uh, that was going to be the plan uh, sort of a while back, but uh, there's so many, you know, it's so difficult to sort of get them things together, you know, to to put a tour together for it. Um, uh, But, uh, yes, who knows? I mean, the minute the the calendar's pretty full, so uh, it would be nice to do something like that. And do you ever speak with Tony Martin anymore? I saw him probably uh, Christmas time. I saw him, I was in Russia, and uh, he was there doing a show as well at the same venue and um that's the first time i've seen him for ages actually but he's still he's still around he's still doing shows uh he does places like russia quite a bit now very cool i'm actually uh based out here in new york city and uh this weekend the rock and roll fantasy camp is coming to new york and uh, i'm going to be working at it and uh, glenn hughes is going to be part of it and I was wondering uh, how your relationship is with Glenn. And the second question is, would you ever consider making an appearance at a rock and roll fantasy camp? Um, well, my, first of all, my relationship's fantastic with Glenn. And again, he was in Russia as well at the same time. Cool. Um, we got on great. He's a, a lovely guy. And I was I was asked to do that fantasy camp uh, in London. But to be honest, I just didn't have the time because we're, we're working so much now. And... Uh, 
I mean, yes, it's it's quite possible I could, uh, if we're not working, I could do it. Very cool. It's a good thing that I think it's really uh, seems to be taken off, doesn't it? It's great. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see the legendary musicians basically become family members to the campers, and you really just get a sense of being really close to the musicians. And uh, really, I think the musicians go away with a rewarding feeling, and the campers, without a doubt, go away with a rewarding feeling. So it'd be great to see one of those in the future. You know, once you guys get a break. Absolutely. We recently had Ozzy on the show, Tony, and we were talking to him, and he uh, was mentioning that it's been almost 40 years since the original Black Sabbath record came out. That's and right, yeah. Could we expect anything from the original Black Sabbath members for a 40th year anniversary? Well, what did he tell you? <laughs> well, you know, he, he was kind of vague about it. He was kind of implying that maybe something could happen and that he yeah. was open to it. At least that's what I took from the conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's been talk about it, but uh, we'll, we'll see, you know. I mean, the, we don't like to say a definite until anything goes any further, but I've heard from both camps, you know, um, saying that we're going to do something or is anybody interested in doing another album or something. So we'll see. And no plans, to be, to be honest. Cool. And we also recently had uh, Ian Gillen on the show, and he was talking about remaking the song Trashed for his uh, LP, Gillen's In. How was yeah. it getting back in the studio with, with Ian? Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, I see him on and off uh, a few times, Ian, and, and it was uh, good to do that, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Now, Tony, I, I know that your daughter is friending a band called Lunar Mile, and interestingly, Ian Hill's son, Alex, is the bass player. Have you had any involvement with the band? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I've had them. They're actually, as we speak, rehearsing at my studio at home. Great. Um, so, yeah, we've done, uh, I don't know, a bit of recording for them when they wanted to use the studio. But at the time when they wanted to use it, of course, was when I was using it, so it's... Uh, uh, you know, I take preference. <laughs> right, right but exactly. Now, 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 do you have that right at your own house? Yes. Oh, very cool. But uh, they're, now I'm away, of course, all the time. They're in there, so it'll probably I'll probably get back and it'll be in bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Tony, I wanted to ask you just a, a couple rumors that have always circulated about Sabbath from the old days were that, A, you guys were pretty good friends with the guys in Led Zeppelin, and B, that you would occasionally get together and jam, and that C, there may even be tapes somewhere of these jams. Do you know anything about this? Well, all three, yeah. I mean, we're great friends with them and uh, still see the remaining ones now and again, you know. Um, we were really good friends, and yeah, we had played together. That They'd come down to the studio when we were doing, I think, I can't remember, I think it was Sabbath Sabotage or Sabbath Buddy Sabbath, one of the two. Right. And uh, we'd done some jamming then. There could well be stuff that exists floating about. Well, that would be amazing to hear at some, some yeah, point. The other, the other thing I always wondered about, there was a rumor that Eddie Van Halen had played on uh, a song called Evil Eye, which was on the Cross Purposes record. Now, did he write it or did he play on it or none of the above? Well, actually, what happened there, he came to England and um, uh, he came over to see me uh, when he was on tour and, and, and I took him down to rehearsal and we... We had a, basically a jam when we were when we were writing. He came down and played with us uh, doing it, um, and then uh, that was about as far as it went. Really, he didn't record on it. He was just uh, um, he came out for the day, and I took him down in rehearsal, and we went and had a drink, and took him back to the hotel. Cool, and and of course, 
you were one of the first bands, I think, to take Van Halen out on the road. That's right, yeah. I mean, they've done a, a, an extensive tour with us, probably eight months or something with us. Yeah. Great. Speaking of uh, going out on the road, now I know this tour is going to take you guys up till the end of the year. It was reported today by a website down in South America that you guys are headed down there in December. Is that true? Um, Rumour has it. I mean, I, we, uh, we were talking about that, and I haven't actually seen a, a definite date on that yet, but they were talking about that. Well, that'd be great. Now, one of the things I wanted to mention to all the listeners that uh, the Live from Radio City Music Hall DVD, there's going to be a screening of it on August 29th at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in Cleveland, and you guys are going to be doing a huge contest where the winner is going to get two tickets to your concert in Darien Lake, New York, backstage passes, dinner with the crew, and the DVD, the CD, and the tour book, and all that stuff. And, you know, we encourage anybody who's out there, go to Cleveland, check this premiere out, and uh, I think it's great that you guys are, you know, really taking the time to meet fans and have contests and all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's been, you know, it's great, really. I mean, that's, you know, we owe everything to them, and it's really good to do this stuff. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, uh, for, certainly for Giza and myself, we haven't worked this extensively for years, and it's been it's been really good. I mean, it's very tiring, but it's been great. Um, and, uh, you know, we're playing a lot more shows now than we ever have, and and, and then getting to, to meet more people. So it's very good. You've been so fortunate to play with so many great drummers through the years. I just wanted to ask you quickly about a couple of them. Any memories of the great late Cozy Powell you could share with us? Oh, loads. <laughs> Probably too, too bad to do on the air, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh, we had some fantastic times. I mean, I've known him since 1970, <clears throat> and uh, we go back a long way. So uh, he's uh, such a great, he was a great friend of mine. and. He used to come and stay with me a lot at the house, and we'd, you know, go out drinking and then come back and put ideas down. Oh, he's been, he's been, he's a, he's a, he was a great guy, great guy. How about Bill Ward? How's he doing? Have you spoken with him lately? Bill's doing fine. I mean, he's been doing his own, working on his own album, uh, and of course, I've seen Bill before. We did just before, well, when we were doing this project, because Bill was going to be on it originally, um, but um, we thought differently because it seemed more a Vinnie project than a Bill project. Right. Um, but no, Bill's fine. He's, uh, he's he's getting on with his stuff, and um, yeah, he's all right. Excellent. Well, Tony, before we uh, let you go, I just have to tell you something. Back in my eighth grade school recital, I was uh, playing drums, and we did the song Rat Salad, and I did it in front of the entire school, and I just wanted to say I've been a fan since way, way back in the day. And it's just such an honor to have you on Talking Metal today. Oh, thanks. That's, 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 that's great. Thank you very much. And Tony, are you ever going to retire? <laughs> I'm sure I'll have to at some point. I mean, as I said to you earlier, it gets more and more difficult, to, uh, especially now the amount we're working and the amount we're traveling. It's, it really does take it out of you. And I mean, we haven't worked this extensively for a long time. Um, and like this next tour now, coming up with like three shows in a row and and, and then a travel day and more another two or three in a row. So it's, it's you know, it gets more and more. When I was 20 years old, it was uh, it was easy, but now it's it get, does get harder. Right. So, well, as, um, as fans, we hope that you never do retire. We, we love having you out there making all the great music that you that you do make. And well, uh, we'd love to get an ID from you if that's possible. Hello, this is Tony Iommi and you're listening to Talking Metal. Perfect. Great, Tony. Thanks again, and good luck on the, the upcoming shows, and we hope to uh, meet up with you sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks ever so much, chaps. Thank Take you. Care. All right. Bye-bye. The mob! Ooh!
Live at Radio City Music Hall by Heaven and Hell. One of my favorite songs from the Dio era Black Sabbath. And this DVD and CD is unbelievable. I suggest that every single one of our listeners go get this. This is like what I consider the encyclopedia of metal. You need to have this in your collection. Absolutely. And we were originally supposed to speak with both Geezer and Tony. And uh, it we found out actually when Tony picked up the phone that Geezer was doing another interview, which was fine. It threw me for a little bit for a loop, uh, which if you hear the nervousness at the beginning, that was part of it. And part of it was I was talking to Tony Iommi. So why wouldn't you be nervous? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. When, you, when you're talking to such a legendary musician that you've loved your entire life, it's a little mind-boggling. And uh, I, I think I even get like a different voice. I try to talk completely clear, and it's, it may sound a little too formal but uh you know when you're talking to royalty metal royalty that's sometimes what happens absolutely i think it's time for us to head on over to the bionic refrigerator open it and drink a beer yes i think i think we deserve that and we got to do a talking metal toast we'll do it after we're off the air just to kind of pat ourselves on the back for just the success that we've had with you know interviewing some amazing people it's it blows us away that Tony Iommi has been on the show. Ozzy, Rob Halford. We just had such great times doing this podcast. Yeah, I mean, some of the true classics, the guys who invented heavy metal music have visited Talking Metal, and we we never take it for granted, let's just say that. And and, and again, with these younger bands, Children of Bodom, I mean, we're their, one of their top friends. I think we get like six friend requests strictly through being their top friend a day on myspace which if you're not our friend myspace.com slash talking metal and uh in this moment some great friends of ours which will be in the next episode uh of Absolutely. talking metal along with an interview uh by ray from dirt talk so definitely stay tuned uh, for that and uh what else Go check us out on YouTube. I don't know if uh, all of you guys are aware, but we have a brand new YouTube channel. There's not a whole lot up there, but there's a there's about a four minute excerpt of our Ozzy interview, which is shot kind of wild and it's pretty neat. It's kind of also mind boggling to see Mark and I sitting there with Ozzy just having a conversation. And then there's some little snippets. In the future, we're going to bring some more video to you, so stay tuned to that. But you can you can actually be our friend on that, and you can subscribe to it as well. So that time. That way, anytime we put something brand new up, uh, you'll be notified. So definitely check that out. It's uh, youtube.com slash Talking Metal. All spoken word and dialogue is copyright 2007 by Talking Metal. Support Heaven and Hell. Support Black Sabbath. 
Go buy the new Live at Radio City DVD and CD. John and I were at this show earlier this year when they recorded it. It was mind-boggling. The whole concert sold out in 20 minutes, and Radio City is a big place. So that just tells you the power of Ronnie James Dio, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Vinnie Apice. Who we also had on Talking Metal. So yeah, it's pretty wild, great, man. We had Vinnie, Tony, um, we've had Ozzy. I mean, just... A lot of people associated with one of the greatest ever metal bands, greatest ever bands, in my opinion, Black Sabbath. It's been an awesome summer for Talking Metal. We wish you guys a happy fall and a happy holiday weekend coming up for you people in the States here. Another amazing moment was Chris Adler, the drummer of Lamb of God, a couple weeks ago, walking off stage, playing for 30,000 people in uh, PNC Art Center here in New Jersey and walking right over to us and doing an interview, telling us he listens to the podcast. I know. I almost felt bad. I was going to say, oh, I'm sorry that he listened to it. But you know, it was amazing that he said that, uh, and you'll hear this in an upcoming interview, that when he got an iPod, he uh, went and subscribed immediately to Talking Metal and just has been a, a listener ever since. And we, we want to stress that we know and we can't thank all of you guys enough for making this all possible because – uh, it's it's one thing for us to do the interviews, but if it wasn't for all of you listeners, and we like to refer to you guys as listeners uh, as opposed to fans because uh, we're all, the listeners and Mark and I, just fans of heavy metal music, and uh, we're, we're the same as you guys, and we thank you for making this possible. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And why don't you join our message boards, our forums. Go to uh, TalkingMetalForums.com or just go to TalkingMetal.com and you will be linked right over to the forums. Use those links to buy your tracks on iTunes. What you do is you go to TalkingMetal.com, go to the show notes. If you hear a song that you like in the show, usually we have a link up there. It'll You click on the link, it opens up your iTunes, it takes you right to that song. You pay for it, you download it, and we actually end up getting a couple cents for that. So. It helps us out, too, and it's always best to buy music and not steal it. We support the artists that we play on Talking Metal. Absolutely, and we want to thank everybody that made this episode possible, the people at Bionic, Pete, Barry Lyons, who set up this interview. Yeah, Pete, thanks for engineering, and Barry, thanks for hooking it up. We appreciate it. Let's get out of here, dude. i got to have a beer like right now. Absolutely. This is Back to Eden by Black Sabbath. Geezer on this track along with Tony. And Tony Martin, of course. So check it out. It's off the Cross Purposes record. Thank you. Good night. Yeah!
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.